0: Thank you for listening to the Adult Explore the Bible Weekly Leader Training Podcast. This podcast is designed to help teachers prepare to lead a Bible study group using LifeWay's Explore the Bible adult resources. Each week, we review the Bible passage for that week's study, examine some questions teachers may face, and give some teaching tips along the way. I'm Dwayne McCrary, your host, and today I'm joined by Tim Pollard, who leads the Explore the Bible kids team. Today, we're going to be looking at Session 9. We're continuing our study of Ecclesiastes this summer. And uh, session nine, we're looking at Ecclesiastes chapter three, verses one through 15, probably one of the more quoted and misquoted parts of the book of Ecclesiastes. I hear it at weddings and funerals and pretty much everything in between. But in, uh, in this passage, the main point here is that the wise person stewards time realizing con- God controls all things. And we've outlined these verses, verses one through 15 of chapter three, with these three categories. Time and place, enjoy life, and God works. That first one, time and place, looks at uh, Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. In this section, Solomon listed a series of opposites, pointing out that each has a time and place in life. The main point here for us to understand is that believers must use our time as God made it to be used, doing the right things at the right time. The second point that I noted earlier was enjoy life. That's in verses 9 through 13. In this section, we discover that since God remains in control of time, believers can enjoy the time God grants us on earth, knowing that eternity awaits us. Now, where we look at this, this idea of put eternity in our heart, uh, that's an emphasis in the New Testament, uh, looks at the afterlife, resurrection, eternity, those kind of things, and that's an important idea in that particular section. The main thing for us to remember is that time is a gift, and believers should make the most of the time granted to them by God. The last section, verses 13, excuse me, verses 14 and 15, uh, is that God works. In these two verses, Solomon reminded his readers that God is not bound by time, with his work lasting forever. He pointed out that God's works should produce all in us. God is eternally just in his dealings with all, especially those who are persecuted for his sake. The main thing for us to walk away from that section is that believers can take comfort in knowing that God actively works in human history to fulfill his plans. Now Tim, let's just start with this first question here. Um, How do we discern when the time is right for each one of these actions? Because you got opposites going on here. You know, time to to weep, time to laugh, time to mourn, time to dance, all these things. How, How do we determine, how do we discern which time is right each of these actions one of
1: the things i think that uh solomon really is trying to help us to understand is that each of these things are opposites but they're all ultimately experiences that we're all going to have It it is part of our human existence it's part of our human experience and and ultimately for us today um, the big thing that we can take away is that the holy spirit is the one that that is ultimately going to guide us through each of these experiences and help us to determine when the correct time uh for each of those to happen is going to be you know one one of the things that i've always said is that we're all individuals and even though we're going to experience each of these things in our lives it's going to happen at a different time and a different place for each and every one of us and um you know like like we said, the the Holy Spirit is one that's going to guide us to to experience those things and help us know how to get through each and every one of those experiences.
0: It also the presence of this verse gives us permission to do these things as well. Sometimes you may we may feel guilty for weeping when that's perfectly what we should be doing at that time, and so
1: it, exactly. That's,
0: Verse fourteen, we get the that key idea is not is is that everything God does will remain forever. If God's not bound by time, then why does the Bible say so much about it?
1: <laughs> that is a very good question. <laughs> and again, you know, time I think is a human reality uh, because God is outside of what we consider time. You know, the Bible tells us that God is present at every moment in time at at the same moment or the same instant. Um, so God, God can see all of it. So for us to be able to understand time, it's it's a human reality. It's something that God calls us to. Uh, and it it's a gift that God has given us. Uh, God gives us the opportunity to experience life during a time frame. And um, as that gift, it really gives us the chance to to do things for Him and for His glory um, during that that period that He has given us.
0: There's a quote in the personal study guide on page 87. It's also in the daily discipleship guide on day three, mm-hmm. and it it, it it builds off what you just said. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just going to read it. It says, the problem of human beings is that while God has given us the ability to work and to acknowledge that everything happens according to his perfect timing, we are unable to understand God's timing. It goes on to talk about that uh, (laughs) that we desire to know the future, but its grasp is beyond us. That paragraph, uh, when I'm teaching my group, I plan on us looking at that paragraph, looking at the sentence that most um, helps us that most defines us, and just using that paragraph as a way to teach this lesson, to deal with that issue of, of if God is not bound by time, then why does the Bible say so much about it? Because I think that paragraph, part of what I just read, uh, will help us understand that more fully. Uh, the group plans also call for us a, a comparison. Uh, we compare ourselves and God keep creating uh, columns about how we view time and how God functions in time. And from that, help us understand the character of God uh, in that process. So doing those two things together may help us teach this lesson a little bit bit uh, in, in a more uh, clear way. A question I have along those lines is, should we view time as a friend or a foe?
1: Well, and to answer that question, I mean, obviously, um, just from what we talked about, uh, time, time is our friend. Uh, because it gives us those opportunities to live for God um, and helps us to enjoy what God has given us in this life um, because God gives us things, good things that He wants us to enjoy. Um, So time certainly is an opportunity for us uh, to rejoice in God and to enjoy those great things. And and as Solomon calls it, the good life. God God wants you to live the good life and and, uh, that's why He's given you that time on earth. Uh, That doesn't mean that There aren't going to be experiences in there that we're not going to enjoy, but all of those things can lead us uh, to an opportunity to experience those good things that that God wants us to experience.
0: And that good life would be be us understanding that whatever God allows us to experience, we're stewards of that, whatever that is. Correct. Um, How does the contrast between us in verses 1 through 13 and God in verses 14 and 15 Help us get a handle on how we should view time.
1: Yeah, I think one of the things that Solomon really is bringing out in that um, verse right there at the very end is he's talking about that, you know, everything that he takes those juxtapositions, those those, uh, times in in the beginning. There's a time to be born, there's a time to die and everything else that, that is in there. Is that that everything that man does is is really temporary? Um, we're not we're not responsible for what happens after our death. Um, you know, everything that we're going to do is temporary, but everything that God does is forever. It's going to be uh, everlasting. You know, uh, we learn that that Scripture is the same way. Everything that man says is temporary, but the Word of God is going to last forever. So and I think that's the dichotomy that really that Solomon is trying to point out uh, when he he gives us those lists. You know, everything that we're going to do, is, there there's a positive and a negative on on both of those. Um, so there's a, you know the time to be born and a time to die, which we view in in the negative light. There's a, a time to harvest, and a time to sow. Um, so you know each of those lists lists the the dichotomy of, of human pursuit, uh, and ultimately, you know, in, in the end, everything that God is going to do is going to be, it going to be forever. It's going to be everlasting.
0: And we can take comfort in knowing that.
1: We absolutely take comfort in that,
0: yes. Because then that gives us something that's trustworthy, that can be depended upon. Exactly. Tim, I appreciate you being with us today. Before we go, I want to remind everyone out there about Extra, in which we identify a current news event, and we describe a way of using that news event to introduce and conclude the group time. The file is free, and it works with the group plans in the leader guide, and the leader helps in the adult daily discipleship guide. You can find these ideas on the Explore the Bible website by typing the following in your web browser, go at forward slash leader extras. I want to thank you for listening to us today, and we hope you can you will encourage other teachers to tune in next week as we look at session 10. We'll be looking at Ecclesiastes chapter four, verse 13 through 5, 7. Brandon Hiltonbottle will be with me, and we'll be looking at the issue about why we should listen.